On this week's episode of The Misfits on Main, we get a call from the mafia. Disney Plus access with a touch of your phone. And we talk about living the Florida life. All, All that, that and more coming up. Welcome to the Island of Misfits twice. Hello and welcome to the 43rd visit to the Island of the Misfit Toys. I'm CJ. It's Isla. Hey, it's the Mackie Mouse back in black. It's nice to have you back, man. Thank you. Nice to have you back. Thank you. I hope you had a great birthday celebration. I did. I hope it was worth it leaving us. <laughs> I did. It was It was a good time. It was a couple, couple days of hanging out and, you know, relaxing. It was pretty chill. I feel like as do you Do you feel it? Man, a little bit, I do. Uh, I'm I'm trying not to think about it too much. <laughs> I'm I uh, you know I'm I'm coming to terms with it, but I'm fine. At least it's not a driver's license renewal year. I feel like those birthdays are always mm. really rough because you're like you just have to keep on staring at it at the yeah. RMV, and you're like, damn, another fifty dollars down the drain. True. Another Although year older. We did uh we did have to redo our registration and our licenses when we moved to the house. We didn't have to, but we did everything at once. Yeah. Uh, and she's still going through name change hell right now, <laughs> which oh, is yeah. still not done because the social security office apparently post COVID is very fuzzy about identification, go figure. So uh, yeah. Uh, I still hate that we have to change our name. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. But okay, guys, we're we're we're, we're going through some stuff, but all super, you know, superficial nonsense that isn't really that bad. So, you know, all is well. But to answer your question, my birthday was wonderful. We went to a couple parks, we had some good dinners, went on a date. It was nice. Did you pluralize dinner? Uh, no. We went to parks and had a dinner. Okay, I thought you said you. I thought you said you had. You I went to you, some you parks did. and had some good dinners, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa!" So I can't even. Fake you it. had some multiple, you had multiple dinners. dinners. I mean, I'm probably. jealous, man. This is quite the birthday celebration. You have multiple dinners. I mean, yeah, we kind of because jealous. my birthday was on Wednesday. We kind of celebrated into the weekend, so it was fair. Yeah. And we still have because we're not like gathering together in large groups uh, just yet. We're still planning on like going to go hang out with people like next weekend nice. or something like that because we just didn't get to really see anybody for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, but it's kind of nice that it was just chill. You know what I mean? It was nice to just take a little bit of a break, although work was a little crazy. I couldn't, I really wanted mm -hmm. to like take like time off for real, but nonetheless, I'm still employed and I still have a roof over my head. So I'm grateful. And, and you had happy. dinners. And I had dinners, correct. God, so jealous. I'll take one of them. I'm sure they're incredible. What would you, what'd you do for dinner though? I obviously very curious. Um, Let's see. Uh, we we did Texas Roadhouse because that's what we do here because that was nice and fun for no reason. Um, it's one of our like date spots just because there are cheap drinks and it's decent. Uh, I've never eaten at one. It was really good. She also got some stuff for like brought it home, <laughs> which was is, like my dream because I hate going outside because I hate people <laughs> and they are extra awful right now because as vaccinations are going out, people are getting really antsy and stupid and 
don't care and Florida. Um, so like having something delivered to the house was like the best birthday present possible. Uh, and we went to what, Chili's and something. It was like ridiculous suburban chain food stuff. Like, so we're, we're planning on going to wine bar, George. We just did, we were kind of combining birthday and anniversary because our anniversary is coming up in a couple weeks. So we're kind of combining oh my God, that same. into, I know we're all April anniversary. Oh people, my God. Is, same for CJ too. I know. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course we would be that gross that we would the best it. wedding month. Yeah. I mean it kind of is though. <laughs> no, like, it really is. That's why we picked it. Yeah, that's why we all picked it, I'm sure. <laughs> I literally was like, wed- April is the best because it's not too hot and it's not too cold and the best flowers are in bloom in April. And everyone was like, eh, you're insane. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm a pregnant bride, so you have to go with what I say. Thanks. I mean, it's totally true though. We had a lot of uh, requests for, you know. Educators, teacher friends, and her her mom and sister are teachers too, and they were all spring break, and we're like, absolutely not, no, <laughs> absolutely not. It's hard to travel. It's not great weather. It was like, mm, sorry, it's not happening. So April is is very landed, but but the real the real for real dinner is going to be wine bar George because that's like our. Like, that's the one that we can brag about. The other ones were literally just so that we could have a moment away from our emails and away from Instagram and away from all our stuff just to have a break. But Wine Bar George mm-hmm. is our actual, like, celebration one where we'll, like, dress up nice and go have a night on the town. Uh, a spring town. I mean, I'm not telling you what to do, but get the hoot for me. The what? Uh, the hoot. What is, oh, the, the drink. <laughs> that's with that, the, the cocktail? Yeah. Oh. I still haven't had that. We we have been so trying good. their wines, um, but I will, uh, I'll, uh, maybe I'll do that. You try time. trying wine at a wine bar? Look at you. I mean, you know. <laughs> that sounds very, fa- like, very adult. Yeah, we've been yeah. trying their wine options. Here, I'm going to the wine bar and I'm still ordering the cocktails. It does feel, it does feel Okay, I order a water with lemon, so at least you're over 21. I'm like, can I have some extra lemon for my water? Oh, man, we're ridiculous. And I just want to say that I really love Chili's, and I really hate that there's a lot of chili slander out there because it is a basic mm. American white person restaurant, but it is chili slaps on it's a good legit. day. It's like, totally legit. It's, oh, we I did, mean, I put uh, chilies over Fridays, that's for sure. We also did Olive yeah. Garden because that's also our basic white people food that, or basic uh, tourist country food. That no, that's basic white people food. You can say it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's good, but... My friends are white, so I can say that. We can call ourselves out for it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. By the way, this is my first time seeing your hair on camera. It looks fantastic, by the way. Oh, thank you. Moving. And my shitty lighting. Well, yeah, but it looks great. I am very... Yeah, I, uh, last week, the the lighting, it was like when you came on, I see you have a ring light now. Next week, we're going to have to have you put your ring light, like have your ring light turned on in front of you so we get that full, the full pink glow because it was the same thing issue like for me last week was that was the lighting. Now I've seen it and gotten to photograph it in person. It's the perfect highlight. Oh, wow. When you said you went pink, I was like, I was a little like, hmm. Well, I would like it but to be a little highlighted. bit pinker. I didn't have the correct color shampoo when I got my hair done. So my stylist went and got me some. So I'm going to get it done one more time before. I'm going to get it done one more time. Um, and <laughs> then I'm going to keep up with my like shampoo routine and wash routine. So I like it as the highlight vibrant. though. When you said, thank you. you said, I was I really like worried bit full head of pink. I like it a little more pink. I feel you. Yeah. It looks great though. Yeah. The cut looks great Thank too. you. Yeah. I, just I, was, I, I saw you going full head of pink and I was like, whoa. I used to hate sh- my short hair, but I used to always have it because it was super easy. And now yeah. that I'm like older, I don't like my long hair anymore for some reason. 
So for the past couple appointments, I've just been like, can you? And then finally, this last one, I was like, can you just chop it? And she was like, thank you. Finally, thank well, you. Apparently, you uh, have some kind of planetary sync with every other girl that I know <laughs> who has all cut their hair short at literally the same time within the last, I don't know, three or four weeks. It's like refreshing. Eight or nine. I it mean, feels so power good. Power to you. I, right, girl? I shaved my whole head. Look at I me. I know. <laughs> look at you. You're bald. I'm not going to go there, but I love having short. It's so easy. I can curl it. I can straighten it. I could do nothing. That's what I did today. And it's fine. I love this is the easiest head of hair I've had my whole life. No doubt. (laughs) I love long hair, but I also had long hair at one point. So I I totally understand the uh, annoyance of having someone go, oh, my God, I love long hair. And then like they don't understand how long it takes to like deal with it every day. Like I totally get that. So currently my brother's hair is about eight inches long than mine. Like right now. So, yeah. No, right now. Yeah. My yeah. brother has hair down to like his butt. Oh wow, cheesy cheese. Mine was a little bit longer than yours when I Uncle before cheese. I got it. Uncle cheese. Uh, and I remember how irritating it was. I like I liked having long hair, but it was definitely a, a labor of love. <laughs> yeah, like I feel as though I can do both, but I just right now in my season of life, I'm like, yeah, sure, here's the thing. Yeah, that I, want I guess right that now. is that is the season for everybody right now. So like, long live the short haired people. We're Hoorah. going. We're rocking. Hoorah. Make change. Change is good. Change is refreshing. Change is it's good for your soul just to mix things up. No doubt. No doubt. And uh, we'll we'll use that as an opportunity to change the topics here, shift a little bit in the show. We have a voicemail coming from, hey, he says it himself, Mafia Jason. So we officially can now call him that. He, he has claimed it. <laughs> Hi there, Misfits. It's Jason from Happiest Place Photography, once again, otherwise known as Misfit Mafia Jason, as I like to call it. (laughs) I was just listening to the Death Row Disney Meals from the Flower and Garden Festival when Island mentioned the Hawaii booth. Good news is that that booth actually is at the Food and Wine Festival, and the Kahlua pork slider might just be the best thing at that festival. Hope that really lifts your spirits, knowing that they did not take it away. Hope you're all doing well. Bye. I am really thankful for that. There's I that pork slider is so good, and I hate the word pork. It grosses me out. I don't ask me why, but <laughs> oh, I know why. I think a lot of people know gross. why. <laughs> but that sandwich and that Hawaiian roll like bun that it oh, comes so on, so good. Woo! Wow. I'm excited. And you know, never mind. I was going to do a terrible lead in, but that leads into thankfully it's at Food and Wine because <laughs> Food and Wine got announced that it's coming back. Yeah, it is. It's coming back. Oh, yeah. um, and th- to me, the best part of all of this news is that they got the memo that nobody wants to say taste of anymore. Oh, really? So the other big oh, news Oh, I didn't even notice that. Epcot is now going to be Epcot International Food and Wine Festival again. Uh, Disney got that memo. They are dropping taste of Epcot International insert random festival name. And it's still everybody knew it. We've talked about it on the podcast. It's annoying. It's a, it's a too long of a title. So starting on July 15th, the festival now known as Epcot International Fe- uh, Food and Wine Festival will return and is it's a long long I was going to say are you just breezing over the start date of July 15th, July 15th which is to November 20th ridiculous yeah we're talking like i think the long by far the longest festival they've had for food and wine um also really get a kick is out no of longer just Epcot i really think that they should just keep the end of festival rotation going because there's a 10 day difference yeah 
we between really flower like, and garden and food and wine. They might. That, it's been something, yeah. Because I think it goes we've talked about food it. and wine. We know it does the festival of the holidays, you know, festival of the arts, flower garden. And now it's just a complete circle at this point. I think it's there the first really time it's used been to all be year, a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, and we, as we mentioned last time when we talked about this same topic, there is there obviously is certain costs associated with closing those booths down, cleaning them down all the way to then reopen them three weeks later. It almost seems like it would be more cost efficient to just keep them open just rotate in the new menu rotate in what a, a staff change whatever it is just rotate it overnight instead of shutting things down and then reopening it and shutting things down and because you're, you're turning i'm sure they're turning off you know the air to those buildings they have to shut them down give them a full cleaning you know the breakdown of the building to then put new signage on i mean it i don't know they literally take the entire magic kingdom from uh, from halloween to christmas overnight i think they can manage just rotating out menus overnight in these festivals. Accurate. It, yeah, that's true. Are they going to so still much... clean them though? Yeah. Yeah. But I th again, I think the at most maybe a one day <laughs> procedure. But you, I know you I, I know you know what I mean though. There's no way that they need to, they don't need this time for anything else except I think to maybe build hype. At this point, what are you building hype for? You have I don't think there's, there's more hype time to be needed. Yeah. Yeah. There's more time you have festivals than you don't. So just give us really what clearly is working um, and, and keep them going. What I do hope, though, is that we see I know we just saw it with the taste of the International Flower and Garden Festival, <laughs> where they do a couple of those rotational booths, which I think that they should add more of if they're going to continue this continuous year long festival situation where mm. we have a couple booths you know, spaced out amongst the World Showcase where it changes every couple weeks where there's something new. So, you know, if you're a local like Mackie or if you go down every other day like CJ, there's a difference in types of food that you're trying. So you're not, right. you know, on day 89 being like, here I am again with my lavender lemonade. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah that would be nice. Yeah, you're super muted. You are muted. Um, so uh, there will be some returning booths, also some new stuff. So Isla, don't worry. They'll keep things fresh and lively for everybody. Uh, but also the brand new Emile's fromage montage, which like, you know, the alliteration king that I am, that's even too much for me. Uh, but it is a, um, it's it's kind of similar to the Ratatouille, uh, uh, the cookie stroll, all these other things where you walk around. This one, you will be taste, tasting uniquely prepared cheeses. And at the end, when you collect all your stamps, you can earn a prize. So instead of cookies, you get cheese uh, with the Emile's fromage montage. Say that um, three cheese times Cheese is fast. my love language, so... So you'll be montaging. I might it up. need to participate in that. I do. I probably yeah. feel like I like cheese more than cookies. I, feel, I like specific cookies. More I don't even cheese. need to say might or maybe. I absolutely love cheese more than I only say any maybe sweet because I don't. I don't like all cheeses equally. So to just say cheese, I'm like, mm, I have some restrictions on that. No, I'm legitimately Gus Gus from Cinderella. That's like, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> We had a board at CJ's this weekend, and I saw it. CJ it, was was, awesome. it, it was so good, but he was like trying to tell us all the different cheeses, and like, who's gonna remember that? None of all us. Right. But we appreciated the uh, education on the sure. board. Sure, but <laughs> I didn't care. 
I there was like a... some like warm cheese with some honeycomb, which was way bougier than. Is that brie? Um, no, I've... it can't be brie. No, it wasn't. It's we had brie. Bread cheese. Yeah, okay, I've thank heard you. of this. Bread cheese. Um, I Fire highly flames. recommend it. It's really unique. Um, and you actually cut it up and put it in a, in like a pan and yeah. Um, my, warm it up. My so old roommate fed this to me warm. once, and I was like, "What?" And is there was this honeycomb. Sorcery? I felt so artisanal <laughs> eating this. <laughs> I was like, "Je m'appelle Ayla." Uh, it was a good time. Well, <laughs> we we knew our company. Also, we knew that this would be a a, a, a group of people that would really enjoy boards. So I am that's a hoe be, for adult lunchables. That is yeah. for sure. Adult lunchables, boards, as my friend Kashmir calls them. <laughs> we will uh we'll get into it definitely in Mickey Bar and Molotov because that weekend was it's a Molotov part of that. guys surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we had a good heavy heavy board weekend for sure. So uh, obviously we like cheese here. Well, I think I think all at least two of three and probably all three misfits will be montaging it, fromage montaging it up. I don't. Does that make it montage? Nope. <laughs> you knew where I was going with it. <laughs> she beat me to it. All right. Uh, after a short initial testing, Magic Mobile is now available to all Walt Disney World guests. Titled as a convenient way to ac- to access important Magic Band features, you can now enter parks using your iPhone or Apple Watch as your contact point. Best yet, users can alternate between Magic Band and Magic Mobile, meaning if you leave your Magic Band in your resort room, you can easily access all those features on your iPhone. These current features include theme park access, uh, connecting photo pass images to your account, gaining access to Rise of the Resistance virtual queue, and soon the ability to tap and charge to your hotel bill during a park stay. At the time of recording, Magic Mobile is not yet available on Android, but that is expected to roll out soon. We we knew this was coming. <laughs> like we knew. So this you was know coming. what I really like about this? I love Magic Bands, and I've said this. Um, on recording before and off recording. I love them. I think they're fun. I know other people don't like to wear them, but what I do like about Magic Mobile, I set it all up because I saw that you could customize your pass and we all know I had to do that. So I was doing that and you could add it to your Apple wallet. And what I like is that you don't have to load up the app to scan in with like your park pass because we all know my Disney experience is somewhat temperamental sometimes. So it takes Mm -hmm. a long time to open this app what if your phone is dead? You know what I mean? Like all of these different scenarios that could happen. You just got to tap your phone, your brick. Just got to bing and it apparently works. So I thought that was a very cool feature. Yeah. It feels kind of overdue, doesn't it? Like, yes. Doesn't it feel like oh, that no should doubt. just work? Absolutely. You go to Disneyland? Because yeah. Max Pass has been going on for how long? I was in Disneyland and it was a, a, like a year into it when I went. Hmm. Well, I know we talked about it here and, you know, we have we have some varying degrees on belief of where we think this can go. But as I said, when we first started talking about the comparison of Magic Bands to MaxPass, I think Disney just doesn't want to admit that the Magic Band market, I think, is slowly dying off and more people are wanting to switch to this style. But they invested so much time and money into Magic Bands. I think it's really hard for them to just roll away from that idea altogether. So I think giving users the option right now for both is a great idea on their behalf. They can see the numbers. They can say, hey, look, people are really doing this, that, you know, or the other. 
and they'll know which way they can go. Hey, we have a lot more users touching with their phone every day than Magic Pants. Let's just move on. Um, so I think this is maybe the means to an end and for them to very easily test both. Uh, I will, be, I'll tell you right now, I have a, I, I have an Apple watch. I will be using my Apple watch now. There's no doubt. Yeah. No yeah, doubt. Yeah. I will leave the magic band at home. So I think it's awesome. Which, I'm glad that there's options and we're going to test it and, you know, get out the bugs, which means we can before. no longer fake tap our Apple watches to the fast pass, uh, touch point. <laughs> And every time a lot, a I do it magic every time because now yep. it's going to actually be like, no, nah, bro, you don't have anything. <laughs> yeah. People did that. Oh, yeah. All the time. Well, no, I, I me, did it by social accident. anxiety about being caught. Oh, my. I, 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 go honestly, I'm going to really sound like a POS, but there are some things that I feel as though I could get away with. But I don't think I would ever try something like that. At Dude, I've seen people do that at the touch point in the front of the park before. And it not because if there's no RFID, it doesn't go off at all. If you have enough people going through where like people are going quickly or there's a family and there's seven of them or somebody just walks by and taps in. Yeah, they just let them go by because they're because they can't literally look at everything at once. So they're just looking for the motion of you getting I close have anxiety to it. thinking about that. Thank you. Thank you. There were people who made YouTube videos of, of like not even touching the touch points, like walking between the touch points with people. And not even motioning to the thing, just walking with strollers and stuff and talking and just walk directly into the park straight to the hub on YouTube. I'm like, why? Never mind. <laughs> well, that's that's uh, that's a day for another podcast. <laughs> but yeah, the anxiety behind that entire concept gives me hives. Like I'm, I am that guy because I was always the kid with our group of friends, our group of very smart friends who grew up to be lawyers and doctors and you know what I mean? Who would always pull some nonsense. I was always the kid who got caught every single time. Couldn't talk my way out of it. I was the fall guy. So I've, I always feel as an adult, I'm like, I will be the guy who the, I mean, these are people who would like tap the fast pass thing and then the, the cast member will just look at them and they'll eye contact, full eye contact right in the face. Hmm? Yes? I really think I, the fast pass one is something that scares me, but I think that that's a little bit more reasonable in my brain oh, yeah. than trying to get into an actual theme park. Oh, yeah, with because nothing there's no and just pretending that your Apple Watch is something. Legit. But now you're going to do it and it's going to say, no. Yep. It's going to be like, it's going to actually ring and be like, uh, where even is your account? Yeah. That's crazy. Hey, you know what else is going to stop that? Those face scanners we were talking yeah, about that's last true. week. That's <laughs> a good point. That's a really valid point. You can try with whatever you want, but those face scanners are going to stop you real fast. Hey, Maggie, I, I want to hit this last bit of news, but then I do want to talk about that mm -hmm. that bit of news that Isla and I talked about last week yep. um, and what you think about it. But uh, Walt Disney World has shattered my dreams. I know Isla's husband, Bart, also, uh, and started oh. the remover, removal of all of the sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom oh. portals, marking the certain end of the Disney Park pastime. Uh, sorcerers, as we know, closed on January 24th of 2021 um, and many had hoped that the game would maybe switch to an in-park the in-park play app or a digital version now it is certain that this iteration of sorcerers is is gone for good it's ridiculous yeah and like in a time where you would want to spread people out this really kind of this was is a, right. this is a surprising move to me now agreed agreed um, but I did tell Bart this when I saw the news drop yesterday and he he's he's not over it but he's pretending that it doesn't it's not a thing um he goes well are they because he saw the insignia from the ground was removed as well mm. the little sorcerers and magic and he goes well, where is that are they selling it 
I want to know if somebody has taken a picture of it in the past. Uh, I mean, I'm sure people have taken pictures, but uh, good enough to 3D print it. Because I feel like that's just what people do now. Listen, there's a guy on Etsy right now who reprograms uh, touch points and puts 3D print things on top of it. And you can touch your actual magic bands you have at home to them and they make noise and stuff. Yeah. Because he's all over TikTok right now. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, that's actually where I, f- I found it. I was on TikTok, which is like... People are so weird. Right. So, like, I'm sure somebody <laughs> has made mementos, especially about Disney, because, like, once something goes away, it goes away forever, and people are, like, forever making historical content on it and YouTube videos about these old... I Like, I, I was on YouTube for two hours looking at ride footage of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea because I'll never get to do it. You know what I mean? Like, because... My dad be- asks me every single time we go to Walt Disney World if I rode that ride. Every time. <laughs> every time I have to tell this man that that ride does not exist is that anymore. his dad joke though does he know and he's just no like, <laughs> nope <laughs> that's even better it joe is Broder, one of my first joe Broder genuinely every single time goes oh did you get to ride twenty thousand leagues on the shirt i stayed at the contemporary for 76 dollars <laughs> <laughs> i know that's story. we do this I, we do this every he's time told me that story thank that's you hilarious. he has told me that story in his living room <laughs> that's really funny so if you need a point of view ride um, experience on 20,000 Leagues, I bet you Joe Burger could hook you up because that's the only thing he remembers about Walt Disney World and, from and like 1977. Yeah, yeah. I, I told him I was a travel planner and he told me that, that, <laughs> that he, that's what he paid for a room. And I was that like, sounds like a dad conversation. And I just looked, I looked at Isla because Isla oh, already told me Are you staying this. at the Contemporary this time? And I'm like, do you know how much money I make? <laughs> Pop like, is more money than what you spend <laughs> on the contemporary debt. <laughs> Even the best discount I can get on Pop is more money than what you paid for the contemporary dad. Yeah. Yeah, literally. Um, so anyway, there's uh, there's some pretty heartbreaking news. But yeah, uh, Mac, as I said, I want to kick a conversation just real fast to, to the news that Isla and I were talking about last week. It's hot topic news right now out in the Disney sphere. Um, the the facial scanners that are being used, how they're being used. Um, and, and obviously, I, I just as, as a park goer like us, as a local um, and as one of the misfits, uh, I'm just curious what you think and, and what your two cents were about about that hot topic last week. Uh, facial scanners specifically? Yes, yeah, specifically the way and, and them using it. I mean, obviously, the park use side of things. This, do you see uh, it as a safety side of things or do you see it as a breach side well, of things? Well, it's interesting. First of all, I very much echo Isla's sentiment. We talk about this frequently of people claiming, you know, like civil rights breaking. The government and, is tracking you? Tinfoil yeah, like, like literally all the time. <laughs> all the time. And I am of the mindset of like, Learn how things work and you won't be afraid. You know what I mean? Like learn how a system works if you're afraid of Mm -hmm. COVID, if you're afraid of some medical thing, if you're afraid of vaccines, if you're afraid of the political system. Go learn about it before you shoot off at the mouth and say how corrupt it is and how awful it is. Like go, go educate yourself so that you have an actual defense. Otherwise, you just like being conspiracy. You just like being scared. That's exciting for you. So people who are saying that forms, first of all, People, not in our country, but people who walk around and like, what is it? London, I think, is like that has the most cameras out in public, like, tra- like you know, cameras in the general area tracking your face or being able to, to see everything per square mile or whatever. Like, that's this is not a new issue of of like you being seen in public. Also, this is private property. Also, if you were really nervous about this, like somebody could literally hide in a bush in Magic Kingdom and take as many pictures of your face as they want. You're not worried about that. 
You're not like freaking out that like, what if someone's upside down in this tree taking pictures of me right now? You that guys do it for crazy. a living. Well, I was gonna say, I wonder how many of the people who are complaining are the people who also walk up to me on on Main Street and they ask me just because they see me dangling a camera from my my shoulder to take pictures of them. Oh, um, really? I, and I'm like, I'm uh, uh, Mackie. I get it not only with their phone, but then they'll ask me if, uh, and I've been asked. So now I actually will just like ask them if they want me to. You must, but yeah. Put I've off had a random, friendlier vibe than me because I don't get total those kind of random people <laughs> ask me um, if I'll take it with their camera, uh, and then my or with their phone, and then my camera. Um, wow. I like. I've had. I've had pictures of people on rides who i didn't that is know. audacity because i um i have wait. and people have asked me to take pictures with their phones right but never hey can you take my picture and then like airdrop it to me no yeah like, no no, no. so they'll ask me yeah they'll ask me with their phone um but i have also been asked with my camera before by, nope. uh, by that's total weird strangers. that seems crazy that's um, so now weird. now in defense i also have had total strangers ask me with their like iPhone seven, and I've said, um, "Okay, but can I also take a couple with my camera and send them to you?" Hey, I like, brought my iPod Nano my- to the park today. Yeah. Do you mind taking my like, picture with it? Uh. So that's definitely happened quite a few times where I'm like, "Hey, you literally like I have I have my camera, <laughs> I have my like you know best lens and my camera hanging around my shoulder right now, and you have me on a." On an iPhone, so I've definitely I've definitely offered uh, other times too. But I bet you uh, there are a fair amount of people out there if they're looking at it in a different perspective, then their mind probably changes. Um, PhotoPass, hello, yeah, PhotoPass, everybody. I just want to know what people think they're tracking them for. That's what makes you so exciting in your trailer park in Nebraska that I want to. No offense to our listeners who because you to went be to Disney World for a week. I mean, that was exactly as soon as I heard when I heard you say that. Like, there, like, what, what, why, what, like, what is the, what is the? Now that's the thing. Educate, even educate yourself on the actual conspiracy. What are they actually tracking you for? Because you just think that it's <laughs> that it's exciting to be like, well, they're tracking you. Excuse me, sir. For what? Why? What is because the incentive 5G. of what this is 5G? tracking? Tell me what 5G is. What are you is? giving us in exchange for this tracking? Right. Well, and if you have an answer to that question, then maybe you should be tracked. Maybe you should be tracked. So, and FBI, look, we would like to have a conversation. Um, moreover, if you've bought a phone in the last 15 years, no argument. I don't want to hear yeah. from you because you're yeah. stupid. <laughs> because you've been being <laughs> tracked this entire time. Every single number you punch in this thing, every single thing you do on Facebook, every time you are you're yelling at people on some social media thing, it's paying attention. It's not a person. It's not the constant joke that we always make about the FBI guy that's listening Yeah, my to FBI thing. agent says that you're lame. So. <laughs> is, he t- is he telling you right now? Is he like, get that guy off the air. He's, he's yeah. full of crap. Uh, but the, uh, the, the conspiracy part is side i had actually never considered uh the safety aspect until you mentioned it and i was like you know that's a really valid because i I actually always wondered like i didn't care about you storing my fingerprints for something i was always thinking like they're just doing it because they want to make sure that you are not the person who is passing a card around and letting four people in with the same card or something to that effect it didn't even occur to me that people who were banned for potentially could be a dangerous reason uh, mm-hmm. are being kept out by making sure we know who is in the park. And it yep. I, until you said that, I was like, oh, you know what? That's actually a really valid point that like 
from a safety perspective, I think it's really brilliant and way more accurate and way more efficient to be able to keep out people that they deem should not be in the parks anymore for whatever reason, causing some kind of trouble. Although some of the reasons that they say so are kind of silly, but but the ones that are dangerous need to be kept out by something somehow. But to that Correct. point, I did learn that they don't vet you if you're just buying a regular park day ticket. Like, you know, any Joe Schmo can get into the park. But now I think this facial recognition can help because you if to buy an annual pass, they basically background check you. Interesting. Um, like it's not like an official, type. you know, gover- you know, background check. But if you're like a registered sex offender, you mm-hmm. cannot purchase a Walt Disney World annual pass. You're not getting into the park. So I'm now wondering. Interesting. If that is going to apply with facial recognition to any ticket, because now they'll know, you know, they'll well, yeah. this is what there. we were talking about last week, Isla, is that the fingerprint was their way of preventing certain people. I mean, that gone right now. This there's this there's this gap window right now yeah, yeah this security huge that i know draft going in out about yeah. and that's a valid um, and this is a good fear i mean i as a parent that makes me uncomfortable as a woman that makes me uncomfortable as a human being that makes me uncomfortable but yeah. like they're at the grocery store so i mean i mean it was the same thing when everyone was talking about metal detectors and stuff and how inconvenient they were and we're like do you really want just so that you can conveniently no. walk into the park no, no protection in front of the park at all especially and cj Disney and i have had this conversation something. on vacations where we do not mind lines that are caused by security metal detector <laughs> security and stuff like that they don't bother me no. even at the nope. airports if my wait is two hours at the tsa line that's fine i yeah. i feel a little bit better, better about it yeah, than absolutely. you know like i would rather wait and the bad thing gets stopped, then me get to breeze through and a bad thing happening because of that. 100%. Yep. Yeah. And uh, who knows I want to take, sorry, if it's not a, you know, specifically security, but just filling in that gap. I also appreciate the fact that it's being filled in. Like you brought up the, the detectors, bag detectors that are walkthroughs now that are now in every single park. Um, and that, you know, I, I like the fact that we're we are replacing uh, a gap in either security or, or authorization or whatever with a new technology. Like we're going forward. We're not just going to fill the gap in with some convoluted nonsense that's going to cause issues and not be accurate and make everyone upset. You know what I mean? Like we, we had metal detectors and they upgraded that to a, a system where we could get people into the park much better. It's a much better system. Even if you get stopped, it's much easier for they know what they're looking for now. It's not a metal detector goes off and they have to rummage through everything. Like they know specifically what, like a shape or size or whatever. So to have facial recognition as the next level of technology, that to me, I mean, I know a lot of people are like worried about their, I don't, under, I still don't, I really understand how your rights are being taken away because you're, if you don't appear in public with a full mask and hood on because you don't want to be seen, I don't understand what your beef is with like having your face seen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it's just like, I guess what, there's people who think that those go to the police department and then they could like pin you for a crime because you kind of look like a murderer. I don't like, I guess that's their fear, but it's not, that's just not how it works. That's TV fantasy crap. You know what I mean? How many background pictures are you in in Walt Disney World? Right. Like genuinely, already. how many family photos are you canvassed on people's walls at right now? The funny part is well, I always think about those photo kinds of pass people. keeps you longer than this system is keeping you. Yes. Right. Photo pass has your photo longer in their system than this security system. <laughs> Every will ride. Have your photo. Yep. And I always think about yeah, people. ride photos that you don't even, you know, you don't even seek those. They yeah. just happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't even know where they go. They just go somewhere. They take your picture and you're like, I don't care. I'm on Splash Right. Like you have to you have to approach the cast member on Main Street for a picture in front of the castle. But on a ride on Everest, it yeah. just 
They catch and you anybody who anybody who wants to argue that point, I'm gonna tell you right now before we move into uh, before we move into the mid break. I'm gonna tell you right now as the travel planner when you agree to the terms and services of your vacation, yeah, I was your gonna say it's a contract package or whatever you're going to do. You've signed that contract that says you're okay with these things. So yep. for before you think you're gonna have something on Disney, you've already told them you're okay with these ride photos. You've told them you're okay with the random photos on Main Street. You've already told them you're okay with all of these things. Um, so before you throw too many issues with it, this will be another thing they throw in there. You'll just, you're going to say you're okay with it. And if you're not, you'll just go home. I'm a hundred percent for it. On the only reason I wouldn't be for it is if this causes a bunch of weird issues where people are accidentally walked out of the park because, because something happened where it false identified someone. You know what I mean? That's the only case I could see it becoming a real Like if you're a twin is a criminal, what happens? <laughs> I know a lot of twins, so that's actually kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I think at that point, an ID, ch- an ID check. They probably pull you for an ID check is my guess. It was right. my evil twin, not yeah. me. Let me ride Space Mountain. <laughs> and as, as and they, like super unlikely as that is, that's the only thing I think that could debunk this. I think anything that makes it more secure and faster, I'm for, I'm 100% for. Uh, and I know all three of us are also all for this. Uh, thank the security guards when you go through security. Yeah, they're nice. Uh, when you stand in that line, pay as much attention as you can. They literally don't get thanked. Like they have a oh, little, a little I always thank, have a nice conversation with my with yeah. my security thankful. guard checker. Uh, yeah. they, their job is literally to I'm keep like, us hey, safe and just the move my tampons to the side. I have nothing else going on in there. Thank you. <laughs> I hate when I get the young, like, 21-year-olds like, ones where they're like, they're like I'm, I'm so like, it's sorry. okay, man. We're good, dude. We're good here. Also, this is a piece of cotton. You can calm down. Like, it's not going to bite you. totally fine. <laughs> like, relax. Like- <laughs> Misfits, we need to talk. The next time you leave your house, you forget your mask, and then you're running back in to grab it, make sure you're grabbing your Misfit On Main mask. Wait, what? You don't have one? Oh, okay. Misfitsonmain.com. Or did your baby just ruin the fifth outfit you put them in today? Before 11 a.m.? Throw them in a Misfit onesie. You don't have one? Oh, okay. Misfitsonmain.com. What about your water bottle, laptop, phone? Are they all looking a little bit bare? Slap a Misfit sticker on them. I think you're getting it now. Misfitsonmain.com. We have all of the above, plus our OG shirts and hats, locked and loaded on the site right now, waiting to be snatched off the shelves. Run. Misfitsonmain.com. It's main topic time. We had a lot to talk about in Hot Topics today, so we're going to move things on to uh, the main topic of the show, moving to the magic. Uh, look, as three friends who are at very different points in our Florida living journey, hashtag Florida living, uh, we thought it would be a good time to talk talk about this topic. It's very relevant for me. I know it's a conversation I've had many times with Isla. Duh, you all know we have a resident Floridian on the podcast so uh, not only a good conversation for today, but something we can kind of follow up on over time and see how this uh, see how this journey progresses. 
Um, so first and foremost, let's start with the guy who got there first, the one who beat us there. Uh, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but just a brief synopsis, catch everybody up on, on what, what took you to Florida, Mr. Mackie Mouse. Uh, yeah, it was very plainly for work. <laughs> I, I had always been interested in Florida for the weather. I am, uh, I'm half Puerto Rican, so I'm tropical baby. Woot woot. Uh, so, so the appeal of the weather basically made me want to continue to move south. I moved out of New York to Virginia thinking like, oh, don't do something crazy and drastic. Let's just go halfway. And I hated Virginia so much. <laughs> it just wasn't my thing. The culture there is not quite, doesn't quite line up with, you know, the kind of New York feel wasn't tropical enough for you well the tro- i mean the weather actually was halfway decent because it was still close enough where i could still do like winter sports like snowboarding and whatever like i, I it was close enough to new york where i could still go back um and I, it had a winter which we don't really have down here and the and the warm season is still pretty decently warm um it was just the the people were different enough that i couldn't handle it um so I started looking for work and got work at Disney, which I had always wanted to do just really just to see where I could take that. Um, yeah. I am a technician. I'm a post-production person um, so and, and a performer. So like I was like, oh, yeah, Disney makes perfect sense. I can do any of those things or, or a, a few of those things at a time. Um, so it was kind of a win-win uh, that once I got hired at Disney, I was like, well, I can be down there while I'm doing all my work stuff and I get to move someplace nice and warm and sunsets are gorgeous. I don't have to ever deal with snow again, which is totally fine because I hate the cold. Uh, and when I moved down here, at the time that I moved down here, it was 2015 and it was so cheap to live down here. So I, like, I cut living costs uh, by a lot uh, moving from Virginia. I'm the gas was like bottoming out at a dollar and a half or like under $2 still, you know, it was pretty wild. Um, and obviously that swung the other way eventually, but I was, I moved in with roommates when I first got here because I, Disney just doesn't pay a ton and I couldn't afford to live by myself yet. So while I was getting on my feet, that's very, very popular down here is you live with, with other cast members or other, other theme park workers because Universal and even Bush Gardens or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was living with four people uh, in actually the city that I am in now <laughs> is where I actually started when I came down here um, and just kind of got the lay of the land and really took the time while I was here someplace safe to figure out where I didn't want to be, what kind of like, where's the bad neighborhood? Where's the good neighborhood? Where's the, the, the fun neighborhood? You know, like what I got to do those things while I was here instead of trying to do that remotely, which is very difficult. Uh, I enlisted a couple of friends that I had that I knew lived down here to also help me out. Um, and then I met Taryn and then we basically, you know, used our time together uh, while we were figuring out to move in together to, to inv- do make that investigation a little bit more broad. Um, and so we just we wanted to stay, you know, somewhat close to Disney. Obviously, the further away you get from Disney, even north of Orlando a little bit is where, you know, all the budget places are. Um, and we just decided it was too far for all of the stuff that we wanted to do frequently. Um, it's because those people are not people who are Disney people. They're there because they want to live cheap. And then they do all the stuff like up in Oviedo or even St. Augustine or up there, Altamont Springs or something. Uh, and they go to Disney like once or twice a year. I'm like, we go to Disney once or twice a week. We're not driving an hour and a half to go to Disney. <laughs> so we made sure that we were able to get someplace close. 
Um, and because just kind of west of Disney is not only still tourist town, but it's all being developed so much, um, we were able to actually find an apartment building that was brand new, being being constructed uh, right at the end of 192, which is the street that basically World Drive, can, the biggest street that World Drive connects to. Um, so we were 12 minutes down the road and they're still constructing up and down this whole entire area. Um, and that's where how we were able to get a house of also five or 10 minutes away from our old place. So we kind of stayed really close locally. Um, but ultimately, being able to move to uh, the, the right climate that we wanted, the right daytime that we wanted, because one of our biggest complaints up, up north is that Certain times of year, it just gets dark so quickly, and we both suffer from pretty severe seasonal depression. Her a lot more than me. Uh, so having it get dark at four o'clock uh, in Boston was just miserable for so long. Um, and here, because we're so close to the equator, it just we get the most sun possible, uh, which is why it is the sunshine state, you know. Um, and that was really, really important to us. We also really wanted to be close to the beach beaches. Being able to be close to both beaches in Central Florida, as opposed to like a Jacksonville or something like that, was also really nice, while not living directly on the beach uh, because hurricanes. So when you're close to the coast, it really becomes a problem those few months a year where the hurricanes are hitting hard, uh, depending on where it hits. But because we were dead center left and right, uh, Orlando is like right, it's basically an hour and a half to two hours from either coast. Basically, most hurricanes kind of die down by the time they get to the center and we don't have to really worry about flooding. That's a coastal thing, too. You know what I mean? So evacuations, all that kind of stuff. So we really feel like it was the best of not even both. because I feel like it was multiple worlds that it was the best of that we get to to be close enough where we can we can do the things that we love uh, and we can be someplace where we're comfortable, be someplace ultimately that we feel safe. Uh, Florida is also a right to choose state. Um, so you can put your kid in whatever school you want to, if you want to put your kid in a school in Tampa or the next city over or whatever you can. So you don't really have to, uh, stress out too much about your, your zone, you know, like your County and what school your, your kids are going to go to. So it, it was, it, it ultimately just made sense for us where we are now. Um, uh, so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of our, our, our living story. We, we, we love it. And every single time I, for any reason, stresses or otherwise that we think about moving away, we're like, I don't think we're going to find any place that's better than this. You know what I mean? Like California has yeah. got crazy issues. That's probably the closest like climate you're going to get like a San Diego, you know what I mean? Like 75, 76 degrees all year, you know? Um, but California's just got a bunch of other issues to deal with. Plus I don't mess with earthquakes. So, uh, so this was, this was kind of our, our ideal scenario. I think honestly, it probably would be, even if Walt Disney world wasn't here, I, this just checks off a lot of boxes for us. And I'm very excited to hear that you both are in various stages of, uh, of joining me. Yeah, I, um, well, A, I'm glad we have somebody, multiple, as you know, we have multiple people um, that are there now. That that has made it a high consideration for us. Um, obviously, professional for me, um, the professional side of things, Florida makes a lot of sense. Um, I My in-laws are there. Dana's parents are in Florida, uh, the central Florida area. But our group of friends that is, you know, growing around central florida um most of our good friends are either people that we have met because of disney or live there you know year round um so knowing that isla and bart 
have discussed it. Obviously, we'll leave the conversation for her to talk in, in more detail. But to know that they had discussed it, they put it on their radar. Um, and then pretty much all of our other like really close friends are, are already there. Uh, it put it really high on the list of places for us. I obviously had some other I had some other places that I was interested in, but neither neither of those passed Dana's approval. But Florida, when I said that was also an option, um, she was quick to um, quick to snap at that opportunity. Um, for those who don't know, Dana, my wife, is a, a PT. So thankfully, physical therapy is stuff she can do pretty much anywhere. Um, but finding a, a, a job to move to in Central Florida has proven to not be too difficult. Um, so we're thankful for that. Obviously, my job, as I said, is, is better for me to be in the theme parks more. Uh, let's call it like it is. You know, I'm blunt and honest. The more I can give you FOMO that you want to be in the parks, the better it is for business. Uh, so for me to be there more often, sharing photos with you all, sharing the newest and greatest things Disney's doing, it's the best way for me professionally um, to grow the business. So uh, it's, it's on our radar for sure to the point that um, I know you know this. Uh, our realtor was over last night um, talking about what the steps we need to do to put our house on the market to make to make it happen this year. Um, so we've been looking at neighborhoods. We kind of know where we want to be. Uh, for any of our local friends, we know um, the 429 corridor pretty well from Apopka down to the parks. So uh, Winter Garden was high on our list, but we now are looking at Claremont. And we really like yeah. some of the new developments that are popping up. Uh, just south of Winter Garden. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, we're really excited. Really, really excited. And uh, it's it's a journey where we're really, we'll be pumped to take all of the listeners on. Um, <laughs> I know we'll have questions for Mackie. I know there's stuff that we'll bring here to the show. Um, we want input. Any, any of our listeners who are, who are local, who are uh, friends of the podcast, please call, share in your experiences of moving or, you know, becoming uh, a, a dream, whether it's a dream of yours or it's a become a, a dream that's become share it with us. Uh, we're, we're curious, but this is something we want to share and grow with all of you um, as our our Disney uh, and Florida living journeys happen. And Isla, um, what about you, friend? Hey, so I'm like Dana. Well, I don't have a career. I have a job that I go <laughs> to every day. Um, so my job or the jobs that I've had in the past, I can get pretty much anywhere. I'm pretty, pretty versatile on the market. Bart, however, is not. He is, but he's not. He currently loves where he works, who he works with, who he works for. And it's very much so here, this one location. Um, eventually, they would like to grow and branch out and do other things. And he could get a job down in Florida. And we do want to move to Florida eventually. We are also tied to Harper's School. Um, her teacher is a part of our family. I could not imagine my child going anywhere else during the day while I'm working. And I would not take a chance on ever switching switching that up until she has to go to public school. So that's where we're at. So if you know me, you know my kid is going to be three in June. So that gives us time. Um, New England is not where we want to live for the rest of our lives. I my parents say that it is, but I don't think that it's where they want to be for the rest of their lives. And we I feel are like with every New England parent says that. <laughs> every New yeah. England parent I know says that. <laughs> he, my mom can go anywhere. My dad is going to be retiring in the next couple of years. He likes to pretend that he's not, but he is. And I'm like, <laughs> Dude, we can do this. And they don't want to leave Harper. I don't want to ever take Harper away from 
my parents. They're Bart's parents either. I don't want to do that because she is the only grandchild. So I understand that it's very important. But eventually we want to buy a house. And I don't I don't think it'll be here in Massachusetts or New England in general. So our planning into this is very loose. I know we want to live in Central Florida. I've looked at a couple different towns. I like a couple of them. I still want it to feel semi-New England. I don't want to live in Florida Man, Florida, if everyone is picking up what I'm putting down here. <laughs> yes. So that's, I guess that's, I guess that's her amount. I mean, at this point, like CJ said, uh, most most of our friends live in Florida now. Like, right. I, it's, or they go to Florida often enough. Like, Jesse is my best friend like i talk to her more than i talk to bart probably some days and she lives down south and goes to disney a couple times a year and it's just it's one of those things where we are so close with our disney friends where when we see each other it's like oh hey do you want to come over for dinner next thursday forgetting that we live 1300 miles apart from each other because that's just (laughs) how it feels every time you're with them so now it's to the point where it like hurts it like really sucks to say goodbye to your friends that you don't know if you're gonna see in six months like jesse and i had plans to see each other like three times last year and then the panini came along so and you know i can't just all three of our families were supposed to <laughs> on a in a mountain like yeah. a mountain cabin like just, together in the fall and yeah. there are certain things I like about living in New England and I have lived here my entire life but I am definitely ready to live somewhere else and I would like that somewhere else to be Florida hopefully maybe one day yeah I and I'm very, not I have a loose end <laughs> I'm not um, I keep my options open sure and yeah. I almost feel like this is like too soon of a joke to make but in like the major cancel cancel culture that we're in right now um, I'm not canceling Baltimore um, I'm a season ticket holder of the Baltimore Ravens I still in t- intend to keep my season tickets and come to at least half of the games I travel uh, a lot it's part of my job um, it, it's just gonna flip what I do, I'll probably come to Baltimore a little bit more in the fall and then not so much during the winter uh, and the spring. Um, it's just going to flip how I how I schedule my travel. But I'm, I'm certainly still you know, going to be visiting Maryland. I have family here. Uh, my, some of my close friends are still here. And as I said, I'm a season ticket holder that I don't intend to give up anytime soon. Um, but professionally and personally, uh, it's just be really it'd be really great to to see some of the people that we we miss when we're when we're here uh and i also know from conversations with them this weekend that if we live in florida uh they're pretty much done driving to maryland anyway after last time so i love barton harper would just as happily if not be even happier to jump on a flight to come see us in in florida so (laughs) there you go i'm done driving yeah i'm not driving to anyone anymore (laughs) if you don't have an airport near your house i'm not coming sorry yeah, that is the only the only slight little thing is that we're we're not super close to the airport, but it's not it's it's not much further than Disney parks. Uh, I think only like another 10, 15 minutes past this one neighborhood. Um, as well, I don't said, worry about football because we have a, a sweet losing team in the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> that you can love because they're adorable, but not because they win but games. <laughs> you can I can't you root for the the box, my my boy? CJ, my two men, Gronk <laughs> and Brady, 
I won't be happening, but I can hop on the Trevor Lawrence train just in time because there's no way they're not drafting Trevor Lawrence. So there you go. Just in time for me to hop on that bandwagon and ride Trevor Lawrence into stardom. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's a, it's the right time. Uh, and that's why I wanted to start this conversation with everybody is that it's happened for Mackie. It's the right time for us. And I know that it is something that Isla and Bart have talked about and something that we can kind of watch them them come, you know, either come to fruition or what they decide to do. So CJ is one of those people where he is going to bring you along for the ride. And that's great. I'm going to show up one day with a sign that says sold and you're all going to know that I'm your neighbor. That's me. So as much as I would love to stay do the tuned to thing. see how that turns out. <laughs> well, I, that's what I think is going to be awesome is we all we all go about it and have gone about it in like insanely different ways. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. But one thing I do want to I did want to mention that I think Isla specifically, um, you know where you want to be. So, like, tell people because I think this is really cool. Even in Florida, if it does happen, you know, you know what area you want to be. So, before we move out of this topic, we've all kind of talked. I mean, obviously, we know, we know where Mackie is. We know where I would like to be, but you have a specific reason for your choice. Oh, I want to. Well, what if I move there? <laughs> people will find me. That makes me uncomfy. Docs. Well, they're well, watching me. They're tracking me. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, if we move there, we'll pull this part of the episode she, down. You forgot that Isla's an influencer, so <laughs> this is important to keep her private. Um, I want to live in Mount Dora. Oh, wow. That's pretty far. It's They call it the New England of Florida. That's true. And I, we actually know, I think, two people from Boston from her school that live up there. It's very it has pretty. a good school system. Like, they have a couple different schools that are really good. And it's cute. It has a little cute downtown area. The pricing is reasonable because we all know I don't have any money. So it's a it's like a reasonable goal. And I but if you come to Claremont, Taryn can teach your kid. I'm just saying. I don't like (laughs) any of the kids in Taryn's class. So that's a good point. Never mind. No, you're that's actually I mean, and you've seen them, so that's valid. No, I I retract my previous statement. If she would like to be my kid's private teacher, that's that's great, but I will not have my kid amongst those villains. Let me also talk about you and your kid. Uh if in five years somebody hears this episode and you are living in Mount Dora and they try to come find you, um, hi, I'm Funkle and you'll have to go through me first. And that's going to be a very long oh my day. God, five so, years. My kid's going to be almost eight. I know. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that Mount crazy Dora is really about? gorgeous, though. It, it's it's yeah. very it's quiet because it's, it's very much so out of the way. Uh, and it's not like a and I don't I don't mean this in a in a bad way. It's not a popular choice because it's slightly inconvenient. To, to most places, you know what I mean? Except for people who don't mind being out of the way or even prefer to be out of the way and don't want to be near Orlando or or like Winter Garden is like the happening spot for all like Gen Zers right now who are like coming up with a little bit of money, you know what I mean? Like that that is like the most desired spot in all of, because it's close, it's basically right in Disney's backyard, but it's got, you know, million dollar homes next to like affordable places. And so the place is like really kept nice like the whole city basically you got a great downtown area a great village center great great food that's probably my favorite place to eat outside of like disney property or like parks and stuff um so there's definitely a lot a lot going for it claremont is a little bit 
of a mixed bag. And it's only because Claremont is one of those places where like the county is enormous. Like technically the, the first place where we lived was the southernmost tip of Claremont and the actual city center was like 20 miles away, which makes no sense at all, which is actually similar. So for anybody who doesn't know it kind of geography wise, um, Claremont, Davenport, uh, and uh, Orange County and Osceola County, it's called Four Corners. It's Polk County, Lake County, Orange County, Osceola County. They all intersect the way that like Utah, Arizona, Colorado, like that intersection uh, is on a highway. So literally four spots in that one in that one area are all different counties. So this entire area down here are like the outermost edges, the corners of these gigantic counties. Orange County goes all the way into Orlando, but it comes right up to where that line is. So it's crazy because like, that's not really Claremont at all. Like Claremont is really far away. So every, every time we used to say we live in Claremont, they're like, but not like really Claremont. Like you live like far, <laughs> um, not like unreasonably far, but like far enough where it feels like it should be a different county at least. Um, but this whole, that whole spot is just so nice because it's under development and there's something really unique, something to be said about places that are still under development because you have a lot of not just construction of, of homes, new homes, um, and it goes everything from condos to townhomes to full single families to entire communities of those. Uh, so if you're like interested in getting into a new construction, there's a lot because there's just so much flat land here that people are buying up to, to build on, which a lot of places don't have the luxury of having flat land to even build on. Like that's not a thing in New York or Boston or like on the coast. Like there's no, Anywhere. there's no place to put in New any, England. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. it's just nothing but like orange groves and like flat land for people to build on. So not only that, but then you get places like, you know, supermarkets and food and, and entertainment and all these things that pop up around those communities because there are so many more people living there. Even since I've moved here, the area where I first moved, you know, like in Southern Davenport is totally different than it was five years, five, six years ago. It's like happening now, you know, there's like fancy, like first watch diners and like all these like, you know, uh, shopping centers and all this stuff that's there. So it's cool to actually be a part of a place that's evolving. Uh, I, th I think it's the opposite side of the spectrum of it being cool to live someplace that has a lot of deep rooted history and culture, like a uh, Charleston, South Carolina or a Salem, Massachusetts or something, someplace that's very rich in history. I think this is the opposite side of that spectrum where this is very new. And so it's evolving in that like brand new creation kind of way. So like wherever you go, you're, you're going to be within a reasonable drive to new stuff all the time that we're like, we're still discovering and we've been here for five years and we're still like driving around like we just moved and like finding new things to do, you know? It's, it's, it really is a unique place to live. Granted, the Florida man that you mentioned, Florida man used to be the thing, the really like the bigger thing that you would have to worry about. And I really do feel like more than in other places, uh, social media has turned that around a little bit where that's not really the only thing you have to worry about now. The people are a little strange. It's a, it's, it's, I feel like social media has uh, diluted social culture a bit to the point where you have new uh, challenges with your, with your, the social dynamic of like people you work with and people you interact with on an everyday basis. Where the Which is the entire country now. I, I mean, it is. And you're, and you're totally right. It's not unique to Florida at all. Um, this part of Florida, especially because this is not true in Jacksonville, it's not even really true in like Miami and South Beach and all that kind of stuff. Um, this part of Central Florida, on let's just be honest, everybody's fighting over Disney. Everybody. Every influencer, every Instagrammer, every social media person has 
a personal stake in what Disney is doing because they can use that to make money. That's really just what it is. It's just very simple entrepreneurship. Like you can create an audience out of absolutely nothing with, with nothing, with not even any skill sometimes. And I'm not saying that all these people are not skilled, but there is no entry price to making full-time money just because you live close to Disney or close to the, enough to the parks where you can have basically make money on FOMO on people who want to be you or want to be there. And that causes a very competitive nature in the people. Um, it was a little bit worse right before COVID. I think COVID kind of equalized things a little bit because everybody was at the same disadvantage now. So it's going to be interesting in these next coming months and years with everybody kind of being reset to zero, including people's livelihoods in some cases, how that bounces back. Um, but if you know, you're the kind of person who likes the uh, the neighborhood feel of your hometown, because that's always a thing that is a big culture shock is like, I'm coming from New York, you're coming from Massachusetts, even the Northeast in general, just, not just New England, but the Northeast in general, we're very talkative people, we're very emotive people. Um, and that's true of like North Carolina, Maryland too. You come to Florida and they're very nice. It's Southern, but it's a lot more cryptic than we're used to up there. You know what I mean? So it, it is different and it's not it's not impossible to figure out and, and work with, but it definitely was a culture shock for me coming from a place where I knew the number of the people like I, I understood, I thought, I understood every kind of person, the whole full gamut of the people I would meet at a house party, at a bar, random people on the subway. I knew every single type of person. And then I moved out of New York and I was like, oh my God, there's more. <laughs> I was 20 years in New York. I was like, no, I got living. Yeah, no, I get this. Talking to people, strangers, I got this. And then I moved out of New York and I was like, oh crap. Like there's a whole different kind of people out here that didn't just don't exist up there. And you got to figure out how to deal with them because they're going to be a part of your life, you know? And, and people drive stupid. People are kind of inconsiderate sometimes. Tourists are wild and crazy, but you eventually just, you fall in and you figure out what you like and what you don't like, what you can handle. You know what I mean? Like it's when you move someplace, especially if you're moving someplace for the first time from a place that you lived your whole life, it, it, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to explain and quantify like how you have to adapt internally to like your own mental limits of what you can tolerate before you go absolutely crazy. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you go, just because everywhere is not going to be your hometown and you're always going to compare it to your comfort zone, you know, and it's just going to everything that you experience is now going to be outside your comfort zone. So it's, you know, if that's the kind of you're an adventurer and you like being challenged outside of your comfort zone, that's great. If you're not, uh, it's just something to consider. If anyone out there is listening, considering moving to Florida or anywhere, frankly, that is not the place where you live now. Um, it's not something to scare you. It's not something to uh, deter you from going through with it. You absolutely should change stuff in your life and go through with it. Even if you don't have a traumatic thing going on, just just change. Just, just live your life. Go live somewhere else and experience. But definitely prepare yourself for a new experience you would never be able to calculate uh, in really discovering yourself, you know, and, and who you really are and what you're made of. And you're going to have to develop a little bit of a tough skin of like, no, I am this person, even if all the people around me don't understand because I'm from someplace else, because they're not going to get you. They're going to be like, oh, this is too much. You're too loud. You're too, you talk too fast. You know, it's, it's going to be something. And you really have to learn how to love yourself without other people 
and then like reintegrate yourself into society. You probably have never this had to do that. This is very inspirational, Mackie. I'm just saying, it's it's what I, you were asking about like me moving to Florida. That was my real experience. It was not about geography. It was not about money. It was not about, you know, work. It was really about culturally like, oh, there's a whole group of people here that piss me off so much I wanna like bang my head against the wall. I have to make sure I stay away from these people or I will have a absolutely terrible quality of life. And there's a bunch of people over here that I met, I never knew existed that are family now because they're so, they mean so much to me. That was all new stuff and I did not expect that when I moved. I was just thinking, who cares where you are? You're still you, you're like you're not gonna change. Like, yeah, that's true, but you really don't know what's out there. <laughs> it's crazy. I think it's, it's so very different. important to move out of your hometown. And I, I know that sounds like really stupid. No, like, I agree. Oh my God, everybody does. Like, no, everybody doesn't. No. And I think it's it is brave. so important. I have not, we've, I moved around a lot when I was a kid, but not enough where it would, you know, like culturally impact me. But right. I've like all of my friends, like, look at you guys. Like, I, I know we joke about it and stuff, but you're 10 years older than me. That like, there's a entirely different, version of the world that you guys lived and it's like if i just stayed in my small bubble forever i would have never experienced like a different type of friendship like that like with you guys with my friends like josie who lives in florida like it's like i would have never met these people if it wasn't for something as silly as walt disney world but at the same time it's like if i only stuck with the people that i had english class with (laughs) my junior year of high school it would have been a very different life experience than where i'm at right now yeah, that's totally yeah, and I look pointed true. out. I'm the oldest in pretty much all of my friends. Bryce is close to me in age, but everybody else, I am like, I'm I'm the old man. I'm the old man. But again, it, it oh um, social media opened my worldview. Uh, Disney certainly had a huge part of that. Um, but like, don't you think you would be down. different if you only hung out with people? who were your own age, you know? And like you, like going down as far as like Isla, who is so much younger than you, like opens up a perspective to you being older that you may have never even considered, you know? Like I am constantly running around, like I hate Instagram, I hate TikTok. Like these kids, just, I, they just don't live in a way that makes any sense to me whatsoever. But being exposed to that and like opening up yourself to like being open-minded about it really does shape if 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 you let it, and if you're not too closed closed off about it, it it really changes your personality. It, it makes you more tolerant. It makes you more you know more open to to like that that kind those kinds of friendships. I think are not only unique but important to have a variety instead of just being comfortable with the people who understand you. You know what I mean? I hated it when yeah. I first did it, but I really do think it made me a better person. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad we uh, I'm glad we started this chat. As I said, this is something we'll definitely keep up with as as things progress. Um, for now, we have our charity highlight of the month. Take it away. Our current charity highlight, Action Against Hunger, is not only Charity Watch's top-rated hunger prevention charity. They also donate an astounding 90% of every dollar directly to charitable programs. In a time where many families are pushed closer to starvation thanks to global conflict, COVID-19, or even extreme weather events, Action Against Hunger is working hard to provide meals, water, and even hygiene and sanitation products to millions worldwide. In 2019 alone, their water, sanitation, and hygiene program named WASH 
reached 5.6 million people. Now, with nearly 2 billion people still believed to be drinking unsafe water and at least 14 million children suffering severe acute malnutrition, their mission is still very much ahead of them, and you can help. Click the link in our bio to see what you can do to take action against hunger. You know what I really loved about that one was I uh, I'm starting I started to say take it away and then I realized that I recorded this month's so it wasn't me saying take it away Mackie so for all of you listening yeah that's right I just officially threw it to myself so I hope I hope you all enjoyed that and now let's talk about our feelings. Mickey bars, Molotovs, mine are as extreme as the names themselves, literally as far opposite on the spectrum as they can be. So I'll, I'll go first and I'll go last. Uh, the bad, um, our dear friends, Jake and Alicia, who have been housemates of ours for the past six weeks. Um, it's obviously not bad that they are settled in their, their home in Florida. Uh, but we were talking about it. We really got used to having the new routine that we had, uh, with Jake, Alicia and their dogs here. Um, Isla, you'll be part of the Mickey bar side of all of this. Um, but it was just, for a lot of people, they would probably think, uh, you know, four adults, a toddler, four dogs. And a crazy cat in our house would be too much for six weeks. Uh, but we really loved it. I know we really did. And uh, it, was, it was sad to see him go. I'm very happy that they're settled in their new house. Um, but it was it was kind of rough on Monday morning when Riley came down the steps and walked into the dining room expecting to see Jake and Alicia working at the dining room table. And they weren't there. And I think that's when it hit even my toddler uh, that they were gone. So it was a sad, it's been a sad couple days. Um, I get to see him again very soon. I'll be down in Florida, uh, this weekend, uh, seeing their new house, but, uh, we miss them. So there you go. My, my Molotov this week, I'm very happy for them to settle in their new house, but we, we miss our roomies. So, nice. Uh, I also appreciate from last week that you guys were talking about the Disney cruise line bell and nobody mentioned that our feelings by request uh, is the cruise line horn in the beginning of our like? Oh yeah, who requested such a silly thing? <laughs> Guys, okay, I'll give you three guesses. Which misfit requested that the Disney Cruise Line jingle be a part of the jingle for <laughs> feelings? Spoilers, it was Isla. Um, so anyway, my uh, my Molotov. Uh, I, I'm constantly like trying to really narrow down and quantify the thing that doesn't feel good um and cj actually messaged me today from something i put up on instagram that feels wildly appropriate to put in this category um i've talked about the app periscope on on the show before uh today was actually periscope's last day on the server i believe if it's not down already as of recording uh march 31st it's going to be down in the morning definitely by the time this podcast uh airs um if you don't know what periscope is it was uh the og live stream app it was the first one pre-instagram live pre-facebook uh live um where wasn't it a twitter like attachment 
It was originally uh, something that somebody made and Twitter bought it. So tw yeah, Twitter owned okay. the kind of integration into social media with it for basically the almost the full life of it. It was kind of like Siri, like S Siri Assistant was originally a standalone app and Apple bought them and then now it's mm -hmm. an integrated part of it. Um, but yeah, the uh, it was just you turn on your camera on your phone and broadcasted whatever was in front of you. You just walked around. I mean, now now everybody's used to that with Instagram Live. You just turn on your camera and you talk. Are you in your house? Or you show what you're walking around doing? Well, most of us we we looked at an app like this and it was like all the rage on on uh, on the App Store. And we were like, what would I do with an app where I could see any broadcaster in the world? transmitting from their location. And immediately a bunch of us, at the, obviously at the same time, go, what would you do? I wanna see what's going on in Disney World, like right now. <laughs> I wanna see somebody walking around in Disney World live and YouTube streaming live did not exist yet. Um, or it was brand new and wasn't really widely used. So of course I looked on the map and just kept pointing to every place that I knew that there was a Disney park and actually made a lot of really good friends uh, that way. Um, m actually it, started in 2015 when I moved here. So it was brand new and there was a whole community billowing from it of people who were, as they called scoping, periscoping uh, at Disney. And not only did I, uh, scoping. they still call themselves Disney scopers. So it was, was the, is the main group of people that it was, I know. Um, but they, the, the biggest thing that we did, uh, uh somebody, a uh, fellow travel planner, uh, from Indiana, I believe started something called Disney past the cast where, uh, she would go on a broadcast and she would have a schedule and then they would ask a main question. What's your favorite attraction? Whatever. She would go on for five minutes and then the person who was going next would be in the chat and they would put all their emojis up and then everybody in the chat would follow that person. And then that person would go live and they would do that for an hour and just pass it from person to person to kind of get everybody to follow each other. And wherever anybody was, they could talk about the main topic and show stuff around. Well, last night, since last night was the last night of Periscope, they did uh, an anniversary past the cast. Last night was the last one before the servers went down. Um, which was actually kind of. I was gonna say, I actually see Isla's eyes welling this up. This is so sad. It was super sad. It was. It was. I mean, it was beautiful because it was, for many of you who know and have heard my origin story, like that is how I met my wife. She was in my chats my in life. Periscope, and we are now married because I met her on this app. So it really does mean a lot to us. Um, so yeah. So yesterday they did pass the cast, which is something I used to do all the time because I live here. Um, so I got to watch and be reunited with all my friends and stuff uh, for one last time. And and now Periscope is sadly no more. It's just uh, it was waning in popularity and obviously Instagram Live and all these other things took over and they just nobody uses it anymore. So she did. It, it had to go away. It lived its life a good, good six, seven years. But um, but yeah, that's kind of my Molotov is uh, it, it, it was great. It was wonderful memories. It's just kind of sad to see it go. I mean, I haven't used it in three years, you know, like people, people were still using it up to a few months ago. And like, it's just the idea of it not being there anymore. It's just the end of like this era is kind of still, you know, but you know, move on to bigger, better things. So that's my Molotov. Yeah, I saw that in your story today. And I, I mean, partially as a joke, but also just because I know how much that I know it sounds look Instagram has meant a lot to me like it, right it, it may sound crazy to certain people but to many it doesn't to say that that app meant a lot to you as you said it's how you met Taryn so yeah when I saw that in your story I had a feeling that it was going to be your Molotov today pour one out Pour yeah. it out for pouring Periscope. Out. Pouring out. Second pouring week out. in a row, we're pour pouring it out for the homies. Um, <laughs> so, all right, Isla, what you got? 
you know what? My bad is this week. Prices. So we went to Maryland this weekend and I forgot pants. Um, I brought jeans. I brought a dress. Did not bring any pants. And we all know I can't sleep in jeans. So I needed leggings. So we woke up Saturday morning and I was like, well, Alicia goes, we need Starbucks. And I was like, oh, yeah, we do. And then I was like, well, I have to get pants. So I have to go to Target. And Dana was like, we got to go to Target. So the ladies hopped in a vehicle and we went to Target. And we know I live, laugh, love Target. But I was sticker shocked. I picked out these leggings that I'm wearing right now. And I would first of all just like to say that these were not made for anybody that is under six feet tall. I don't know how (laughs) anyone is buying leggings regularly from Target. But right now I'm wearing them and they're like a pantsuit. Like they are up to my chest. What the heck? They're normal. Like they're I checked because there were multiple ones. Every time Dana kept on like holding a pair up and she literally held up a pair of these leggings that went up to my head from the ground. She was like, oh. What do we do about that? I was like, we put them back on the shelf, Dana. Let's go. So I am used to just like grabbing things and like ringing out at Target and blacking out and not really caring about the price of anything because they're normally fairly reasonable. These leggings were $40. I'm sorry. There is no article of clothing at Target that is worth $40. None. Agreed. You pay $40 for like Lululemon leggings. I know they're a lot more than that, but you know what I mean? Like... Those to me, forty dollars for leggings is like designer, Gymshark, um, all all the brands, whatever. I can't come up with them right now, but you know what I mean. Expensive. I bought them because I had no other choice. I was already at the register, and I'm too lazy to go back for other ones, and we had to get back. But these are not forty dollar leggings, and I'm very upset about this. I don't think Target should ever be charging this much for something, and I want to know why. We we demand ju- hashtag. I thought these were supposed to be twenty five dollars. <laughs> I'm also still in the headspace of when I was in middle school and all hoodies were twenty five dollars. Like yep. you remember the good old days? Jeans Dude. and hoodies were twenty five dollars, and regular shirts were ten to fifteen dollars. Yeah, my mind is still there in two thousand and eight, where things were all the same price and they were reasonably Rightfully priced. So. Now, hoodies are like eighty bucks. Who can afford that? Yeah, that's not crazy. me. 80 but bucks yeah, was so, like something handmade by a celebrity that they yes, only have five thank of. you. $80 for a hoodie. Right. All hoodies should be $25. All jeans should be $25. And these leggings should not be 40 And that's my Molotov this week. <laughs> All right. So the uh, the good of the week, the Mickey bars. Uh, Mackie, what you got? Oh, um, so I kind of have two-ish. Uh, I have one that I'm very excited about and then one that I would just like to let people know about. So the one that I'm really excited about, my uh, my Mickey bar, is that it... <laughs> I hate doing this because I know in some places in the country it's not really warm enough for this yet and I hate flexing, but we were able to... Like, it's not just pool weather here now like we were in the pool at night which is that was my ultimate goal of having a pool in my house was to be in the pool at nightfall when they would normally close like a public pool but i can do whatever i want because i live here um we only did it once uh and i'm sure it cost me probably a bajillion dollars to for me to have my heater running all the time because i don't know how that works yet but i did it to say that i could do it and i didn't realize how excited and how much uh, re- reinvigorating energy that would give both me and Taryn to just 
finally because we've lived here the whole we moved in october on halloween we haven't been able to use the pool for months and we've just been staring at it and so we finally opened it up and and got to got to use it and it's just staying really warm all the time warm enough to like actually be in and uh I was just like, no, I have a pool. I can kind of go in once in a while. I am now very excited and use it to relax, actually relax. Because I am I work from home. I'm in this one office for like 18 hours a day. So when I take a break and she wants to come home and get in the pool, I stop everything and just get in for like 20 minutes. And then I go back to work. And there's just something really revitalizing about actually doing that. I get why people have a quick game of mermaids before you hop back yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. And you do get your it? adult stuff. You Love totally that. Respect it. Uh, the please tell me put a mermaid tail on. <laughs> oh, I, like the whole tail. Oh, please. No, yeah. Um, so yeah. So so my actual Mickey bar is um, is the fact that we got to open the pool and that it is so is warm enough to do it at nighttime. Although it's about to get really cold for like a week, but that's fine. Um, my second one is just an awareness thing uh, to once again talk about. Storybook Circus that Isla and I do uh, on the on the side uh, are very silly, ridiculous, origined, uh, accidental podcast that we started <laughs> uh, talking about Once Upon a Time. So if you are a misfit and you happen to like Once Upon a Time, the TV show, uh, we sisters of misfits i like to call us <laughs> sisters of the misfit main programming have a podcast everywhere where you can find your misfit podcast. Uh, we release on Fridays. So if you listen to your Misfits release on Monday, we, we have our, our release on Friday mornings. Uh, and we review every single episode of Once Upon a Time, one at a time. We're up to like nine now, I think, or something like that. It is a good time. It is, it is really fun. And if you like TV reviews type of stuff, like we literally watch the show on the air and talk about it while it's happening, which is really fun. Um, so if that's the kind of thing that you're into, then you can find us... Uh, Online and Story Storybrook Circus. That's Storybrook with an E at the end, in case you're wondering. We discussed the good, it. the bad, and the rumple. The good, the bad, and the rumple. That's pretty good. I should write that down. Wow, that's actually a good one. That, that, <laughs> I love your spontaneous bouts of creativity Great job, Isla. that you just like spurt out, and it's a brilliant immediately. Also, uh, much like this show, uh, I have a lot of sound effects and random things that I put in the show too. So if you if you like that part of the show, my ridiculous antics, they are also there. So. Just if you'd like to hear some more misfit voices out there, that's how you do it. That's me. All I, well, the biggest thing I caught out of this is that somewhere in Mackie's walk-in closet, there is a King Triton outfit with a full mermaid tail and and uh, and spear and everything. Oh, you're still on the mermaids. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my my head was like I this entire He's time really like I, by the I when 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 uh, Isla said that all I could think about was like you with your old long hair, an, a, a crown on your head, you've got the whole Triton get up, man. So. Maybe I'll record <laughs> both podcasts in full cosplay that no one will enjoy except for you two. <laughs> if you roll That's in with a Triton outfit one day, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> I'm going to start a YouTube and just record the video from recording both podcasts and put it on of various uh, cosplay outfits that I put on for it. <laughs> Don't hold your breath, everybody. <laughs> Let's uh, we'll kick it to your 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 circus uh, co-host Isla for some for her Mickey bar this week. What you got, friend? Uh, my good is bagels. Yes, hell <laughs> yes, bagels. I love a good bagel. That's I have my a good bagel story when you're done. That, that's your bag. That that's your good. Yep. I'm glad you got oh, your you Uber done? bagel this week. 
Wait, did you? Yeah. So you had what? What kind of bagel was that that you put up? Because I saw the picture of it. An Old Bay Asiago. That's what it was. Yeah. It looked amazing. So Taryn got her shot right recently. And when we finished, we were like, it's, it was 10 in the morning. We're like, let's get some food while we're here. And we're looking online for food. And a place showed up called Orlando's New York, New York bagels and pizza or something like that. And I was like, hmm, I'm super sketch about stuff like that. Cause I'm like, you don't just call yourself New York and then actually be New York. And we went and it was legit pretty good New York bagels. And I got really excited. I never like go full out with if I tried to place one time and it was good, I'm like, it could have been a fluke. So when we go to get her second shot, I will be trying the second round of New York bagels to see if they're actually as legit as they were. Uh, so I will uh, I will pour a bagel out on your behalf for you in memorandum <laughs> so that uh, you can I, experience it with me. Bagels are one of the biggest reasons, aside from my daughter, that Isla likes to visit us. Um, so I, I better find a good bagel I get place that. down in Florida. <laughs> so. I get that. <laughs> There's some place apparently called like something water bagels, Brooklyn water bagels or something like that. I've never tried that. Everybody says I should try, but I don't trust it. Actually, well, yeah. we've talked about Jeff's runs bagel, Jeff runs bagel on the show before. That's probably that's probably the best best uh, source so far. All right. Well, I will wrap it up with my good my Mickey bar. Uh, it was uh, despite being Jake and Alicia's last weekend here. It was a great way to wrap up their their stay with us isla bart harper came to visit uh we had good friend of the podcast and isla and me uh, specifically claire 999 spyglass uh <laughs> happens to be a neighbor so she came over to hang um on on saturday morning we did a, a brunch board uh, which was something new to me to put together. Um, but it was just a, it was nice to be around friends again for the first time in a long time, like a group at our house together. Um, that was the, the first you know, obvious great part of it. We hadn't seen Isla Barton Harper in a really long time. Uh, very endearing to watch how quickly our daughters get back into the routine of loving each other. It, you know, for kids who are young and go have gone longer than we wanted uh, of not seeing each other to watch that not matter and to see them playing in the kitchen together, hugging each other, Easter egg hunts together. Harper offered to carry um, Riley's basket because Riley was really struggling with. I mean, it just all of the things that you would want for your kids, um, despite how awful last year was to them. Um, so my my Mickey, my Mickey bar this week is just my friends in general. But this this weekend specifically, we. We just, we really needed it. We really needed it. So. It was a good time. Yeah, it was a much needed, a much needed time. Um, I would so. also just like to add that Bart killed it. Uh, Cards Against Humanity, which I yes. have never seen that man play that game as well as he did. I don't know what it was, but he was so funny on like not even trying, which is the worst part. Yeah. Uh, I like that we got to play a couple Polish cards on on him, which, you know, if you all obviously if you know Bart playing a Polish card on him is it's that's a one in a million opportunity. So we were all we were all very, very thankful for for that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it was a great it was just a great all around great weekend. um, Great way to wrap up um, the stay of of two of our dear friends with more friends. Uh, at this point, we say it all the time, family um, to the core. Uh, so, yeah, 
that was that was great. Harper literally kicked off the entire weekend the best way possible. When she's getting in the car, I get a video from Isla where Isla asks Harper where they're going to see Rai Rai. And who's Rai Rai? My cousin. And I just set set the mood for the entire weekend. So there you go. That's my Mickey bar this week. Wrapping things up, kicking it over to that incredible friend of mine. That wraps it up things for us here on the Island of the Misfit Toys. Isla, what should our listeners do? Smash the like button. That's right. Whether it's a heart, a star, a plus sign, make sure to subscribe. Join us every Monday. If you love what you heard, consider dropping a five-star review. If you want to be involved in a future episode like Mafia Jason, you can call our voicemail. That number is down in the show description, 407-900-5448. We have a Discord chat for you to be part of the Misfit Mayhem. The link is in our show notes for all social media to leave an idea you have for a future episode of the show or to access behind the scenes content. There's one spot, misfitsonmain.com. Until next time, keep the magic alive, look out for each other, and we'll see you next time the Misfits come out and play. Views expressed in this podcast are those of the Misfits and are not associated with the Disney Company, Zad Crew Media, our affiliates, or sponsors. And that was Evan just professionally and politely telling you that we're just three Misfits being assholes. <laughs>